I was way too excited about the whole Star Wars thing. Which Star Wars thing? Uh, didn't you say that um, you guys were watching Star Wars, was it? I don't oh, remember which one. Yeah, yeah. Did I not send you the pictures from Adeline's birthday party? She wanted the house decorated with Star Wars stuff for her birthday. <laughs> no, you don't send me things like that when I'm just the guy you call to like be oh. like, here, make me look smarter when we talk about football. I sent it to Nick, but I guess we just have that kind of relationship. Wow. <laughs> That's fine. It's all right. It can be the M M&M and show going forward. It's cool. Hey, speaking of M M&M, and isn't he? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Stupid comment. <laughs> Two best um friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. Ourlands.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. And on that note, welcome in everybody to the latest. That's all staying in, by the way. (laughs) That's what she said. Welcome in to the episode of the 2M Football Podcast. Things are a little bit goofy already here in the the virtual studio because we have a very special guest joining us for this very special episode. Welcome back, Nick. Yeah, super fan Nick. Great to be back. One of our two super fan, the only fan. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> one of two confirmed listeners, thank you for joining us once again. Oh, absolutely. Um, so alongside Nick, it's a, your usual hosts, Mike and Matt, and it is what? finally here, everybody. It's finally here, Super Bowl week. I thought you were going to say snack time, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, another part of my midlife crisis is I'm trying intermittent fasting. So this is not the time to be eating for me. <laughs> I completely disagree, but let's proceed. We'll explore that more at a later time. Um, it's Super Bowl week. The culmination uh, of this extended 18-week-long NFL season. The end of the road is here, just days away now. Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, as I noted, simultaneously, the most exciting day of the year for football fans and also the most melancholy as it is the last day of football until, you know, for the next six months or so. I would say at least for the next like month or so until the postseason, you know, right, trading and free agency kicks in. I don't think anything gets exciting until the draft and free agency. I mean, we do have the USFL coming up, so. Oh, man. Strap in. There's a whole new show. <laughs> Wait, is the is the XFL not coming back? <laughs> no, XFL's done for a while. Damn. For a while, yes. Yeah, somebody yeah. will buy it. I think the Rock. I think the it. Rock bought it. Hmm. I think he bought the if, rights. If, if, if anybody could revive, it's him. But I don't have a lot of faith and confidence. So, um, Matt, like, can we do a quick check of this our show bank account? Have we made enough? Yeah. Let me let me punch in the numbers. Insert computer sounds here. If we have Wait, about, what are, we, what are we trying to do? We have about nine grand extra. One of us can buy a ticket to the Super Bowl. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I just moved our money over into a separate account so we could buy the Denver Broncos. Um, so if we give up on that dream, then yeah, we can go. Okay. Okay. Cool. We'll we'll think about it. Um, yeah. Big decision here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for today's show, just going to keep it simple. Keep it focused. We're not going to talk any news. We're going to save our fantasy recap for next week. We're just going to talk about the Super Bowl with. Yes, confirmed our special guest, Nick. Thank you again. Um, so we'll talk some matchups, or the matchup, the only matchup. <laughs> matchups within There's the game. multiple Super Bowls? What? <laughs> it's an uh, NFL first. First, our extended Pro Bowl coverage uh, recap. Oh, oh. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so matchups within the game. We'll, of course, make our predictions and uh, talk about some of our favorite prop bets uh, for the big game. All right. Does this mean it's time? Uh, yeah. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Matt, who, who's playing in this year's Super Bowl, and what number is it? Yeah, it is Super Bowl number 56, I believe. Mm. And we have, I don't what know. the Roman numeral for 56? I think it's three or four X's and then an L. There's an L in there, I think, and then an I, maybe a V. I don't know. You probably could have typed that up in your notes, but no, didn't do that part for me. Thanks. Um, but I think it is a exciting matchup. It is shockingly enough to some people, the Cincinnati Bengals at the LA Rams in the Rams home stadium. What the Bengals? No way. Yeah. Like we were talking yes, about last week. week. It's the second year in a row that the uh, Super Bowl city has their team playing in the big game and i think there you go i thought that sentence was going to take a little bit for you there yeah the fix is in it's late like yeah right (laughs) and the the first few times that's ever happened right back i mean like does that lead credence to that quote-unquote theory that like if the rams win this and then the bucks won it last year like hmm i don't know well, picking LA was a smart move for that because they had two shots at it out of the 32 teams. Yeah, they're covering the odds. Uh, yeah, so I thought we could first just quickly talk about each team individually, kind of how their season went, how they got here, and then uh, then we'll dive into They that. got here by winning. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say they got here by playing from there, at least in the Bengals' case. No, the Bengals got here by kicking. <laughs> All right. So, yes, the Bengals were 10-7 and 7 in the regular season. They won their division AFC North. It's all about Joe Burrow. And uh, they've, they've got a couple of really important rookies playing at a really high level on the Bengals. Jamar Chase, of course. Who, who did? Did he end up setting the or resetting the rookie receiving record? If he did, he, can't, he got to have been darn close to that. I mean, talk about a stud of the year right there. Yeah, I know he was close to Justin Jefferson, uh, who just who had just set a new record last year. Um, but yeah, crazy season from Chase. He's so good. Um, and then Joe Burrow coming off the ACL tear from last year that ended his I mean, season. I would argue you couldn't even tell that he got hurt. He didn't play like it. Yeah, looking great. And, and they're not the only playmakers on this offense. They've got, uh, obviously, Joe Mixon in the backfield. Um, and then a couple other top-tier wide receivers in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So it's a very potent offense. 
the biggest issue, and we have uh, more on this in a minute, is the offensive line. Yeah, not the not the world's greatest. Not the greatest. Capable enough, but a little worrisome against uh, what some would call is an okay defense. I mean, there's a couple of people on there, but. Yeah, it's a defense. De- de- oh boy, decent defense. We are um, in for a long show. <laughs> probably their best player on defense, or, or one of the stars, is their free agent signing from last offseason, Trey Hendrickson, who, to be perfectly honest, I'd never heard of before last year when he had that big season with the Saints and I think double digit mm-hmm. stacks. And then. Um, Sometimes you go out, spend all that money, bring in someone who had been a relative unknown before that doesn't pan out, but it absolutely did. In this case, he even improved on his production from last year in his first year with Cincinnati. I think he had something like 13 sacks in the regular season. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's the key to their pass rush. They've also got a couple of really talented safeties uh, whose names are escaping me right now. Bates, I think is one of them. Yeah, they're good. And so in the playoffs, they've had to play three games. Neither of these teams was the number one seed, no buys. Um, so, yeah, they they beat the Raiders in the wild card, the Titans in the divisional round, and then knocked off the defending AFC champs, the Chiefs, last week or two weeks ago. And they've all been really close games, hard fought, all one possession. The Raiders game was a seven-point win. But the next two wins were both uh, walk-off field goals by their other impactful rookie, the the kicker. Who I'm I mean, calling. he said, "Looks like we're going to the AFC Championship," and boy, did he mean it. He did, yeah. How about that confidence from a rookie, Evan? And I'm calling him Evan McFearless. I don't know if I came up with that Ooh. or not. <laughs> but I, he's so good, and yeah, he has all the confidence in the world right now. And why not? He's been so good. And, uh, and yeah, on defense, even if they don't have that many household names, they've been getting it done by forcing turnovers. They've forced multiple turnovers in every playoff game so far, including picking off Patrick Mahomes twice. In the I mean, to put it in perspective, this defense, who has been middle of the pack most of the season, took like a 126 passer rating in the first half and turned it into a 1.7 passer rating in the second half against one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL. I mean, you don't have to always be big and flashy. You just have to play and make the plays when they counted. And, well, they did that a couple weeks ago, and here they are. And, uh, like, I just teased a minute ago, the offensive line has been their biggest problem. They've given up 16 sacks in the three playoff games, nine of those coming in the game against uh, Tennessee. And in addition to that, they're giving up lots of penalties, and they've been a real sore spot. Uh, good thing their opponent doesn't have anyone good on their D-line, right? No, yeah, no of course not. Opponent's a bunch of chums. So that's basically the Bengals. Nick, you want to introduce us to their opponent? Yes, the Rams. <sighs> the St. Louis Rams? <laughs> I was going to make formerly The formerly known <laughs> as the St. Louis Rams. Kurt Warner will be starting. <laughs> well, that's a callback. So, yeah, the formerly St. Louis Rams of now Los Angeles. So, um, you know, 12 and 5 regular season are NFC West champs. And uh, per your notes, uh, it's Super Bowl <laughs> or bus team. 
you know, they basically traded a bunch of first round draft picks um, this, this past year. So they're, they're going to be struggling for a little bit. So this is definitely their window to, to lock it down. I mean, not only bringing in their quarterback from Detroit, Matt Stafford, but you bring over uh, OBJ who has finally kind of got his footing on this team along with Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. Um, they definitely have the star power now um, that they were lacking in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Super Bowl or bust. And they had a pretty good year. A um, lot of expectations. Didn't they? They started really hot, really hot, seven and one or something. And and yeah, outside of this weird three game losing streak right in the middle from weeks like eight to 11 or something like that. Um, and I don't know if it lined up with the exact same weeks, but I know there was also a stretch where Stafford threw a pick six in three straight games. Um, generally not something that helps you win. And nah. he had four of those on the season, which led the league. So not great there. A little bit. Um, uh, I'm going to say the wrong one. I know it. David Carr esque or Derek David. Wasn't he like Mr. Pick Six for a while with the Texans back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, da- yeah. David Carr. David yeah. Carr. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Rams offense. Starts with Cooper Cup, who had. Oh, my God. What a stud. A nearly record breaking year. I think he was he was really close to the. Uh, Michael Thomas's receptions record, and also, I don't think it was Tom, I forget who it was for uh, yardage. Didn't end up breaking any records, but he did lead the position in all three categories. He won the triple crown of uh, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns on the season. Just crazy stuff. Um, before they brought in Odell, the youngster Van Jefferson was really coming along and had a nice season too. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Nick, Odell Beckham Jr. brought in shortly after he was cut by the Browns. And he has really integrated into this offense nicely at this point, and he's looking good. In the backfield, they're pretty healthy now. They've got Cam Akers back from a preseason Achilles tear. Uh, Mr. Two fumbles against the Buccaneers, but <laughs> we'll see. Your uh, boy. splitting time. Yeah, right. He'll always be my boy for – drafting him way too early in fantasy uh not Mike's panic pick his rookie year yeah panic pick he's a stupid espn clock has come down anyway <laughs> sony michelle is there too splitting time in that backfield and running effectively and as for stafford outside of those uh pick sixes he threw he did have an insanely productive year he almost doubled his touchdown output from the last few years with detroit and overall, he threw for more yards and more touchdowns than any year since uh, 10 years ago in, in uh, Detroit, a much younger man. And on the defensive side of the ball is star-studded as well, starting with the line. Uh, that was a joke earlier when I said they did not have a good line. <laughs> no. Aaron Donald at tackle, who was towards the near the top of the league in sacks, which is crazy for an interior defensive lineman but that's how much havoc he wreaks. He just is the defense. Like, he doesn't have a position. He's just the defense. Well, and he's not the only one on that line uh, with Von Miller, who they brought in at the trade deadline this year. Leonard Floyd, they signed away from the Bears in free agency a couple years ago on the outside. 
it's a really dynamic group up front and uh, they cause problems for everybody they face. Jalen Ramsey, of course, the lockdown corner, uh, he anchors the secondary. They even brought Eric Weddle out of retirement to maybe potentially get himself a Super Bowl ring. You know, I didn't realize that he had come out of retirement and I saw a post and I thought somebody just screwed up somewhere, but no, <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know when that happened. I missed that memo, but that was exciting. I think they signed him right before the playoffs started, if I remember correctly. Um, and then they also were um, not a first round or number one seed. So they've had to play all three rounds of the playoffs so far. They really beat down their division rival Cardinals in uh, the wild card weekend. Uh, one of many blowouts that week. And then the following week, they played a much tougher game against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Buccaneers a game. They got up big early and, uh, like I said, Cam Akers almost fumbled the game away. And uh, yeah, great Tom Brady tried to give it back to the Bucks. Let an insane comeback. Ended up being just a three-point win on a game-winning field goal. But at the end of the day, got the job done. And then they played uh, another division rival, their, uh, the 49ers, in the NFC Championship game. I wonder if that's something that's happened before, playing two of your division rivals in the same postseason. That seems pretty extraordinary. I mean, at least you know your opponent, right? <laughs> well, they they know their opponent, but the 49ers had had their number leading into that game. I think they'd won the previous six in a row head-to-head, the 49ers had, which is crazy. Don't even think. get me started with that one because the Niners have had Green Bay's number forever now and continuing. So <laughs> let's just kind of go away from that one. Damn it, man. I thought we could get through one show without, without me getting mad about the Packers, but you just – you just open that box for me. If I have to suffer. You have to suffer. You a hole. <laughs> anyway, they got the job done against <laughs> the 49ers to uh, another three point win. I, I think on a, or yeah, they kicked a late field goal, then <laughs> picked off Jimmy G to close things out. Yeah, typical. Yeah. <laughs> if only the Packers could have done that. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> actually they did but if only they could have done it twice anyway um yes so there you have it the Bengals and the rams in the super bowl pretty amazing uh storylines especially on the Bengals side who were one of the uh, you know the lowest odds to make it at, in the preseason coming off three straight years i think in, in the bottom of their division Seemingly mid-rebuild, but no. In, in year three with the team, uh, Zach, head coach Zach Taylor has turned the ship around, and uh, they're playing great football. So let's get into some of the key positional matchups for this for this game. These are just a few things I jotted down off the top of my head. If you guys have more, feel free. Um, I'll take the first one, <laughs> and it's. It's reminiscent of, I remember having a similar conversation before last year's Super Bowl about Tampa Bay's pass rush and how shaky Kansas City's offensive line had looked. And that ended up being the storyline of the Super Bowl. Mahomes couldn't do anything under constant pressure and the Buccaneers dominated. And I, I see a similar issue potentially for Cincinnati here. It's strength against weakness. 
Rams defensive line against the Bengals offensive line, which has been porous. And they've they've given up a lot of sacks. And a lot of them have come in key areas on third downs right at the edge of field goal range. I know, Matt, I feel like we've talked about this every week in the playoffs. At least a couple times a game, uh, Joe Burrow has taken a really bad sack that either did knock them out of field goal range, forced them to punt, or made it a much more difficult field goal. Now, I don't and think... I mean, even with a star-studded kicker, you never want that to right. be. But yeah, like yeah. you made mention, some of it's on the linemen, and I think some of it is just decision. Like, Burrow has to be a little bit more aware Right. Of the situation is in and realize you cannot take a sack. You can throw the ball away for an incompletion, and that's way better. Right. You have to know pre-snap where you're throwing the ball if there's if there's no time. And usually it has to be at the feet of one of your receivers to avoid an intentional grounding if there's no time to escape the pocket. But you just got to have that plan going in because, yeah, you cannot take a sack in some of these situations that he is taking them. So that's I, that's maybe the biggest thing. At least when the when the Bengals are on the field, they need to either beef up their protection with you know having a tight end off on the line to to chip Von Miller or Leonard Floyd, double team Aaron Donald on every play, and then just get the ball out as quick as you can. <laughs> yeah, they One need the, to get the run game going early. That's going to help a lot of that slow down that pass rush. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The run game and the quick passing game. I remember one of the one of the plays that got them going, actually forget if it was last week or the previous game, but it was just a quick screen, wide receiver screen to Jamar Chase. And he took it 50 yards uh, just mm-hmm. from pure yak ability. So that's the kind of thing they have to do, slow down the pass rush and uh, give Burrow some time. I labeled this one, Matt, the Stafford against the ghost of lions past. (laughs) Can he break out of his, his inner uh, lion? You know, every time I'm proud of you for some joke, you just turn around and do something like this. (laughs) He, uh, yeah. So like we talked about, he threw four inners, four pick sixes during the regular season that averages out to roughly one every four games. He hasn't thrown one. He hasn't thrown one yet in the playoffs. So he's due basically. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't be that guy. I'm just saying if he does, that's the kind of play that can swing momentum in a game. And what what did we just say about the Bengals? They have relied on forcing turnovers on defense. So even if it's not, even if they don't take it to the house, they pick off Stafford once or twice, and that's the kind of thing that could turn this game around. That said, we know Stafford has the talent to not do that, to not throw <laughs> interceptions, and he has great receivers to throw the ball to. So the moral of your two points here are Burrow just has to make better decisions when they're within field goal range, and Stafford needs to throw the ball to his own team. Yeah, that sums it up nicely. <laughs> I have one more point that I'll put on because I noticed it against the 49ers, and that's decision-making. McVay really had me scratching my head with some of the uh, challenges he threw, and I think it was like he burned all of his timeouts like in the third quarter and played like half the third, the entire fourth quarter with like one or no timeouts, and that is not something he can afford to do here. Um, 
this this offense for Cincy, if it gets hot, it's going to be scalding hot, and he's going to need those timeouts come later in the game. Um, so I just hope that for whatever reason he decides to throw a challenge flag, he's a little bit more cautious and doesn't waste those timeouts because I was confused on a couple of those challenges in that championship game. All right, so that's what, what will be uh, some of the games within the game that we'll be watching. Let's uh, talk about what we think is going to happen. <laughs> so the Rams are four-point favorites. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Who's going to win this game? Oh, I, I got I got this one. Oh, boy. All right, so oh boy. the Bengals do not have a Super Bowl championship in their franchise history. And I want them to win a lot. I'm but... big fan of Joe Burrow. But the Rams are playing at home. And I think Stafford, after moving to Detroit, he gets it done, and that uh, defensive line is going to be too much for the Bengals to handle. So I got the Rams winning. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than people imagine. Mm. I got the Rams winning 26-22. to So if you're a betting person, (laughs) I would say take the Rams to cover minus four and take the under. All right, good stuff. Good to know. Are are you making that bet, Nick? You put your money where your mouth is. I I already put down a few dollars on this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. All right, Matt. How about you? Oh boy, no pressure, right? That was a lot of words he just said. Oh, yeah, they sounded smart too. So you better up your yeah. game, Nick. Why are you on this podcast? Go find someone smart. <laughs> we don't do smart here. Uh, with that being said. <laughs> At a score of 24 to 21, I am taking the Bengals to take this one. Um, I think the combination of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is unstoppable. The decision-making that McVay made against the Niners, that game should have been way more of a favor to the Rams than it was. It was a little too close for comfort against, I don't know, that Jimmy Garoppolo guy. Apparently he beat the Packers, but we'll not talk about that, Mike. Oh, my gosh. He didn't um, beat the Packers. The guy who blocked that punt beat the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go um, on. <laughs> I think that uh, Joe Mixon gets hot on the run game, and I think that's what takes the pressure off the offensive line for the most part. Um, I do think it will come down to the wire, and it will still come down to a last-minute field goal. But. I think the Bengals are due, and this is the year. That being said, I do think the Rams will be back in this, if not next year, the year after. But they're definitely going to be favors to be back next year. Yeah, last second field goal, that plays right into what the Bengals want, right? They don't. I don't think there's anything that could phase their phase, Mister McFearless. I am with you, Matt. I'm taking the Bengals. I, what? The Rams are the better team on paper. You just look at the rosters. There's a lot more talent, maybe, in theory, on the Rams' side. They've just looked shaky this postseason to me. They, you know, like we talked about, the Buccaneers game, looked like they had it in the bag, and then they start making mistakes, and they let them come back. Against San Francisco, there were a couple interceptions that Stafford threw that were just dropped, blatantly dropped by defenders. So despite how, how good they can look and, you know, obviously they're good enough to get to this point. I just don't have a ton of confidence that they're going to come through on the biggest stage. 
I think the pressure's on them in a way with all this expectation. No one said it out loud this year, but remember, remember the Eagles dream team back in the day when you, you put all these stars together, people expect, people expect them to, to win it all. And, and I think that brings pressure. And so I think there's way less pressure on these upstart Bengals who weren't even expected to be here. I mean, this, the Bengals right now kind of remind me, and I don't know, I could be crazy, of a couple of years ago, was it McVay's first or second year as a head coach that he took the Rams and lost to Brady? Right. Am I remembering this correct? Yeah. Yes. dreaming on this. The three to 13 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah low scoring affair. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think McVay, oh, we all can agree probably, McVay will win a Super Bowl. But I think this team is 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 poised a little bit more with the Bengals. And like you said, the pressure is a big thing. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's going to take one or two critical decisions that are affect the outcome, as it usually is. And the question is, are whoever makes the right call will win. Whoever makes the wrong call will probably not win. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm taking the Bengals. My score prediction. I'm going to go 27-24 on a game winner by uh, McPherson. Really? You got to one-up me? Like, why? <laughs> That's what I do. What I try to do anyway. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for this matchup. I feel like it's two likable teams. You know, we don't have, like, a like a Brady-Belichick to root against. <laughs> I'd be super happy for Stafford to get a ring. And uh, the Bengals are just such an incredible story. I, I just I hope it lives up to it. Yeah, I just hope that it's 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 a nail biter the whole way through. If this turns into a blowout game, I will not be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that twice in a row. If it starts getting out of hand, they'll uh, they'll turn on the hidden sprinklers on the field, like that one Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. All right, let's. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about some of our favorite uh, prop bets. And I just found a few online that that I thought were funny. One of them is right. the Drake curse. Are you aware of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of this. this is oh, here we go. It's like the thing. Madden cover curse all over again. Right. Well, it's worse. Actually, it's worse than the Madden curse. Because <laughs> it's not just football. It's all the teams that Drake supports don't win titles. <laughs> and so yeah. I don't know if anybody knows yet which team he'll be supporting. But, uh, the assumption is the Rams just because he owns three houses in LA, I think. <laughs> but... Yeah. So, so he, in him, uh, OBJ is his homeboy and mm. he was in one of his music videos. So he will be wearing an OBJ Jersey at the game. So if you can well... bet on that, put your house on it because that's going to happen. <laughs> and then because of the Drake curse, then I guess you guys are going to be right. The Bengals are going to win the whole thing. now. <laughs> Nice. it's all drake's fault is that what we're saying is exactly that, is, that, is, is that like the grid of this like it's not the fact that they made bad decisions is that drake put their jersey on it's definitely drake's fault oh damn it drake <laughs> i knew nick would have the the inside scoop on that one so thank you that's why we invite them because they're smarter than us <laughs> uh, okay another one is will any scoring drive take less time than it takes to sing the national anthem so this is a spin off of that the classic bet of how long the national anthem will last and for this year it's the over under is set at a minute and 40 seconds 
Well, if Stafford throws a pick six, probably. Either a pick six or a 70-yard bomb. So I would definitely say yes to this one. <laughs> yeah, possibly a two-minute drive at the end of the game, too, for mm-hmm. a game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Good call. Oh, look at Mick playing the long game on that one. Yeah, yeah. Mick fearless. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get a couple more, a couple more prop bets here. Then we can all get to bed. Um, all right, next one is which get company? To bed. Oh, which company airs the first commercial after the coin toss? So, Bud Light and Budweiser have the best odds at fifteen to one. Uh, right behind them are Coke, Hyundai, and Skittles at nineteen to one. What about SoFi? You think uh, they might run ads since they're playing in their stadium? <laughs> but isn't that like a local <laughs> what even, provider? What even is SoFi? Yeah. I think they do like a uh, loan financing or something like that. Huh. SoFi Financial. I feel like that would be a little clashy, but uh, I wouldn't put anything past companies. I'm going to go with probably Coke. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like it's either going to be a beer commercial or a car commercial. But but yeah, which one is the is the question? That's why these are bets, Mike. Is Coors still a thing? Is, is yeah, Coors the mountains are blue. That's yeah, yeah. I feel like they, <laughs> I feel like the NFL always <laughs> Coors. I don't know, Keystone maybe. <laughs> Keystone. <laughs> some natty. Well, light. I live in Wisconsin now, so it's probably like Bush Light or something. Maybe some some seltzers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, a White Claw commercial. <laughs> Do they still do those uh, Go Daddy commercials, or did they stop those? Oh, I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen one of those in a while. Now that you mention it, I don't know. I well, I she's not with Aaron Rodgers, but I'm like Aaron could go as Danica Patrick, and we can see if that's still a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more. Will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown pass? This. Uh... Harkens back to the Philly special from a few years ago. I think that was the last time it's happened in the Super Bowl anyway. I feel like lately the better question would be would a non-receiver or running back catch a catch a touchdown? Oh, like will there be a, a thick six, as they're calling it, a lineman catching a touchdown? <laughs> they're calling it what? <laughs> thick six. A thick six. You've got to be kidding me. That's a thing now. Isn't that amazing the internet comes up with hilarious stuff yeah these people have a way too much time and b are way too creative <laughs> um i feel like that's really more the question because i feel like in the last like half of the half of the season and into the postseason like i feel like that was a big thing like yeah was it like twice in one week or something like a lineman caught a touchdown i think so definitely seems like something more and more teams are integrating into their their red zone package so I think that should be the uh, the bet there because I would take that all day long. Yeah, apparently neither both of these teams or, or neither of these teams do a whole lot of trick plays, receivers throwing touchdown throwing passes. Uh, so I would, yeah, I mean I'd probably take a no on that one, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I would thick six has much better odds. How about you, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen in this Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, why you gotta be a Debbie Downer? <laughs> Negative Nancy. Okay, and then the last one I've got, then then I want to know what else Nick is putting money on. Uh, how many times will they bring out the chains for a measurement? The over under officially is at 1.5. I feel like I'd take the over. 
especially in a big game like this, they'll want to get the measurements right. So I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of them are, if more than one are close enough that they bring out the chains. Yeah, I agree with that. I can take that. I figure it's going to be at least three times. All right, Nick, what else have you been on this Super Bowl? Um, so I can just say the stuff that I definitely put money on. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, don't, I don't have any I don't have any weird, really, really weird ones. Um, mm-hmm. Well, on that's the app that I've been on. Um, so one of them that I have is, is the color of Gatorade that's going to be dunked on the winning coach. So I was yeah. doing some research on this. Apparently, um, from what I've read, and I don't know how th- true this is, is that on the sidelines, they have multiple different colors um, within the jugs. So you might have like three jugs, one's blue, one's orange, one's yellow. And then player preferences. And then I think, and this is what I read. And I don't know if this is true that the company Gatorade actually picks what color is going to get poured on. Huh? Or, and but if that's not true, I mean, there's at least multiple colors on the sidelines and then someone's picking, they might, you know, so it's kind of random. So it's not like the Bengals only drink orange Gatorade. So if the Bengals win, you know, it's going to be. Well, if they don't drink just orange Gatorade, then they don't deserve to be called the Bengals. Exactly. Well, there's this orange with somehow black stripes in it too. (laughs) They could make blackberry Gatorade. That would be pretty great. Sounds delicious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A couple of the other ones I've been on um, just for fun. I got um, total interceptions over under one and a half. Oh, over all I, t- day, I right? took the over easily. Yeah. 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 It's Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to happen. You know, maybe Jalen Ramsey gets one or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and the other couple I got are will there be a missed field goal or a missed PAT? And ooh, I said ooh. yes to both. I think, ooh, I think, I think there's going to be a lower scoring game the way I see it. I think there's going to be a lot of field goal attempts. Would not be surprising if, you know, Someone misses one at, you know, 50 some yards just because, you know, it's a high pressure situation. Then PAT, you never know what's going to happen, right? Maybe something gets blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I have it's those. Isn't, isn't and the Packers then, playing, so probably won't get a block kick. And then I did some parlays, which, <laughs> which is uh, parlays are the most fun way to lose your money. And I did, <laughs> the most way? yeah, I did, I did one um, favoring, uh, the player of the game who I think is going to have a big impact for the Rams are, is, is Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. So I got him um, scoring a touchdown, scoring the first touchdown of the game, and then having over 61 receiving yards. Cool. I think, I think, I think since the Bengals, you know, you got Cooper cup who is, you know, has been phenomenal. I think that, you know, the Bengals are going to watch him because he's extremely dangerous, which might, you know, give a guy like Odell a little bit more room to shine. So we'll see if he can step up in the, uh, in the, in the prime time. Cool. I like it. Coin toss, not betting on. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing the coin toss. <laughs> I did that the last two years and I lost both times. So <laughs> I feel like I it should just becomes a pattern that it's like, I don't know about this year. So, so maybe I'll pick and then you guys can pick the opposite and make a couple bucks. So. Someone's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll split the winnings to, to, I don't know, spend on the podcast somehow. Yeah. I think the last time I, I went to a Super Bowl event, my buddy and I, it was, we bet the coin toss on who and who's paying for the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one. I lost. So <laughs> maybe next year, Mike, we should just do slap bets. We're too old for that. You guys should do jello. You guys should do multiple jello bets within the game. We should do jello shot bets. 
<laughs> I'm down. Actually, yeah, that's not fair. I would never do a drinking game with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. What do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I don't know. Which do you want? That you're an alcoholic or that you're... <laughs> Whoa. Listen, just because I'm amongst my people, not as me, you got to call me out like that. So, uh, speaking of beer, what are you guys doing for the... <laughs> Where will you be watching? Since I don't think any of us has the 9K to buy a ticket yeah i'm doing a small um small covid friendly shindig Mm. so nice couple beers maybe you know do some wings or something like that pretty pretty low-key nice yeah it will probably be just me because i will be watching it after i get off of work that day that's the best way then you can really relax (laughs) Yeah, nothing like after a long day of dealing with people and stuff and problems. It's like, let's go watch this stressful game. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to be doing something low-key around here. If anything, maybe have uh, some of the grandparents over to help watch the kids so that I can actually watch the game. That's my, <laughs> that's my plan. <laughs> I yeah. like the way you think. I'm actually taking the uh, Monday off of work. You know, since they won't give us a holiday yet. Right. For, this, for the day after you know? although i hope <laughs> the city of cincinnati public schools are paving the are trailblazing on this because uh, did you hear about this nick how they're closing cincinnati public schools the monday after oh that's incredible i wonder if they'll close it for uh if they do the parade too if they'll take like if they do it on a wednesday or thursday or whatever if they'll mm. shut stuff down what that wouldn't surprise me yeah I mean, they're going for that first title, right? And then if Joey yeah. B's around for the next 20 years, maybe this becomes a thing when they win multiple Super Bowls. We begin to hate Cincinnati because they turn into New England. It's like, exactly. oh, God. Right. Is this the beginning of the next evil empire, evil dynasty? <laughs> Belichick, it's even crankier, like, not my watch. Oh, Matt, just one more thing I want to get your reaction on. Did you see the Patriots? Oh, no are considering Adam Gase for their offensive coordinator. Oh, Jesus, why? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. Let's watch Mac Jones's career crash and burn, and then they'll trade him away, and he'll become a freaking stud because Gase sucks. Excellent. I hate Adam Gase. That's, that did not disappoint. Thank you. All right, cool. So on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you guys for – joining us for this late night edition of 2m um can't wait to watch the big game and, and text you guys both during <laughs> oh apparently i'll text nick more because that's that's the thing well just more <laughs> you know personal stuff with us it's just business man <laughs> you know what you right all right so special thanks again to you nick we oh, appreciate always you. great always we great appreciate you here. putting up with us Oh, anytime. <laughs> Gonna hold you to that. And uh, yeah, enjoy the game. We'll be back right here next week sometime to recap it. And yes, start don't tell him he's a sucker. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. But on that note, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.